What's up, y'all? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to episode five of Austin AF. I'm actually kind of shocked that it is already episode five. These episodes are flying by. I hope you guys are enjoying them as much as I am doing them. Today, I am so freaking excited because I have one of my girl crushes coming into the studio today. She is a TikToker, but she's so much more than that. I consider her a comedian. She's so witty. She's so smart, and she's really growing so so freaking fast online. I mean, this girl had like 10K on Instagram six months ago, and now she's at like 150K, almost at a million followers on TikTok. It's me, Tinks. Woohoo! You guys probably know her as Tinks, and I'm really excited to interview her about how she's grown so fast on social media, what it's like being so vulnerable and being so much of herself online when she's not used to that and not used to being a personality and how she really got started into it, kind of her background the last 10 years, how she went to Stanford, she was a writer. I mean, the girl is really, really smart and has a very, very successful background as well beyond being an influencer. Plus, she just signed some amazing brand deals, so we're going to talk about that as well. And then one of my favorite things about Tinks is that she does these Q&As where someone, all her followers will ask her questions and her responses are hilarious. So I have a little situationship type scenario Q&A to do with her, all to do with relationships and dating because her dating advice is freaking hilarious. So she also does, <laughs> now I'm really about Tinks, but she also does a lot of celebrity gossip. And so on that note of her coming in, I want to talk to you guys about a story that happened to me last week. Now that things are starting to open up a little bit more in Los Angeles, I went to my first indoor bar last week, which is so crazy because I hadn't been in an indoor bar in what? I'd say a year in like five months, but your girl is vaxxed. She's getting waxed. That's what that's what everyone's saying now. Vaxxed and waxed. Hot girl summer is beginning. I'm officially vaccinated. Whoop whoop. So I feel the need to go to an indoor bar now because, you know, got to go back to my LA roots. And when I went to this LA bar, basically it's called Delilah's and everyone knows that Drake loves Delilah's. It was opening night and my boyfriend's roommate thought it'd be really funny to order fake gold chains on Amazon for like $7 because he's like, I'm manifesting that I'm going to see Drake and he's going to love my chains. And we're like dying laughing, making this whole thing because let me tell you, this guy doesn't wear chains. And so he wears chains to Delilah's. We're all talking about how funny it would be if we saw Drake there and how crazy it'd be if we even saw a celebrity. All of a sudden, we're eating our dinner and Drake walks by our table and starts talking to the table next to us. And we're all sitting there in silence. We're like, holy shit, holy shit, did we say anything? What do we do? We're like staring at Drake for like five minutes, just like all of, all like six of us looking at him. So after Drake leaves that table and he goes back to the bar, he's just standing at the bar with like two of his homies. That's it. I go to the bathroom with my friend. Actually, she's been on the show before, Carissa. And I go to the bathroom with her thinking nothing of it, just going pee. In the bathroom, Carissa decides to convince me to go up to Drake. I am probably seven shots and drinks deep at this point, so you can convince me of anything. My confidence is through the fucking roof. And so basically, we're in the bathroom, and she's like, you just got to go up to him. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Be like, oh, you've met him before. And I just literally walk out of the bathroom and beeline to Drake, who 
do I think I am? You guys hopefully can picture this right now. It's such a like, I still can't believe it. I honestly wish I wasn't as drunk so I can remember exactly what I said. But I beeline to Drake and everyone going up to him, his bodyguard was like, no, 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 step boy, you can't talk to him. No, 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 step boy, you can't talk to him. I'm wearing a surgical mask and I go, hi. And like I go in to talk to him and his bodyguard literally holds me back and says no. And I was like, oh, okay. Drake looks at me in the eyes and goes, nah, nah, let her talk to me and looks me up and down, swear on my life. And I'm like this, okay. And I remember just like being in this moment being, okay, I'm here. Now what do I say? What the hell do you say to Drake? And why are you walking up to him? Why are you standing right here? I give him a big hug and I say, so good to see you again. (laughs) What? He's like, yeah, what's up? Hug him. And as I'm hugging him, I caressed his back a little bit. And I just (laughs) don't know who I am. I had liquid courage to the freaking nines. And I just start rambling. And I'm being like, I met you before. I was in the Warriors um, family room because my dad, Jeff Austin, and I just was rambling like a million miles a minute, I think for two minutes straight. You guys can just imagine because you guys are hearing me ramble right now. So just imagine what I was saying, talking so fast to Drake. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your dad I said, what's up? And I was like, no freaking way. And then I knew a few other girls. I, I kind of forget how it all kind of simmered down, but I knew a few other girls at the bar and they saw I was talking to them. So he, they all came up to me, like three girls, like like entourage behind me being like, Katie, Katie, Katie. And the bodyguard was like, no, this is too many girls. And I was like, you guys have a little social decency. These girls that I barely know to be like, Katie, 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 as I'm talking to Drake, who does that? I'm still upset about it to this day. I have no idea what would have been said, but maybe it's for the best that they kind of pulled me away from Drake. But at the same time, he was so nice. I mean, the sweetest guy, he just like let me talk for two minutes. So just had to say that story because I think I'm going to start having some more fun stories for you guys. Finally, um, I used to have like all these crazy Hollywood stories and I used to tell them to my social media, my Instagram, and I think that it's coming back because hot girl summer is coming back and I'm so freaking excited. Okay, I think Tinks is about to rock in this door and I'm so freaking excited for her too and let's talk to her about some dating, TikTok, and more. We have Tinks in studio. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We had, um, you know, traffic, parking, the whole LA shit that uh, usually goes down. But she's here. She made it. Super excited to have her in studio because I've been following her forever now. Um, what feels like forever, but I feel like it's only been, you've only been doing it for like a year. Yeah, only only coming up on a year. So it's been a wild ride. And, and here we are. Very grateful for everything that's happening. And um just happy to be here. Yeah. And before we get into the questions, um, we had some questions online and obviously I want to ask you some questions, but just kind of explaining your background because mm-hmm. you went to Stanford, correct? Yes. And you went to grad school and you, you are from London. So just explaining a little bit where you come from. Totally. So I'm from London originally. I have American parents, which is why I don't have an accent. Um, but I went to an all girls, very strict British school. Um, and then I always grew up and I wanted to live in California. I always just felt Felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Watched a lot of the OC growing up, a lot of Laguna <laughs> Beach. I was like, these yep. girls really have it figured out. So 
I should try to move to California. So applied to mainly California schools, got into Stanford, went to Stanford for undergrad. Then I lived in San Francisco working for four years. And then I went back to grad school in New York for fashion journalism at Parsons. Um, didn't settle in New York. It's such a great city, but you know, it was just not my lifestyle. And I miss the people. I miss nature. I miss being outside. I miss the casual California lifestyle. So Moved back to LA, was freelance writing and consulting, and then the pandemic hit, and I was truly, you know, just talking to my Amazon Alexa, going nuts, <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm loving TikTok as a platform for consuming um, content, but there is, there are some formats that I would love to see on here, so I just was like, I have nothing to lose. Let me just make content that I want to see. I started, and the second that I made my first video, I thought, this is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. I love it. It feels so natural to me, and this is, that's what I want to do. Was it hard being so vulnerable at first? Because, like, starting with zero followers, and you put up a video of yourself, and I remember watching your videos. It was a lot about boys, dating, your day-to-day -day life, and so was that so hard, being so transparent? I'll be honest. I struggle with a lot of things, but that is not one of them. It, I don't find <laughs> it. No, I don't find it yeah. hard. I, I, it feels very natural to me. Like, the whole experience... As you know, they say when you know, you know, and, and I'm older, like I'm 30. It took me a long time to, to find my passion and find what I'm good at. So when I find something that I like or that I'm good at and I want, I just, it's very natural for me. Do you get a lot of shit online? Because I, I've heard you actually say it before, like you're starting your career at 30, but as an outsider, I don't think so at all. Like I think every step you took in your twenties was where you got to where you are today. Completely. And, and everything happens for a reason. And I always say like finding out that you don't like something is as important as finding out as you do like something. So, and everything was building to what it is today. And when I was, you know, since I graduated, I did creative writing for undergrad. You know, as soon as I graduated, I started freelance writing for sites like Teen Vogue and Refinery29. And the pieces that I was writing were, were all super fun. Um, you know, like I went on a date with a new guy every week yeah. for a year and this is what happened. So the, in a way that was all a precursor to my TikTok career, which is all about, you know, living my life and then regaling everybody with the funny stories that happen. So I just never thought of myself as camera facing, but yes, everything happens for a reason and it all builds, you know, to a certain point. I mean, there were certain jobs I had where it was like, why did I do that? But for sure, you know, you learn, okay, I don't 100%. like this and you can always, always learn something. And that's what your twenties is really about. It's taking totally. every job and finding out. It's kind of like boys. You date people and you have these jobs to find out what you do and don't like. Completely. And people, you know, I think there's so much pressure to get it sorted by your mid to late twenties. And that's just not true. Like people find their passions and their interest at, at every different age. And also your twenties is really, really like high highs and low lows. And that's something sure. that people also don't talk about because when you're growing up, people are like, Oh, the twenties are your best time of your life. Like you're supposed to be having so much fun, but also somehow making a lot of money, but also somehow saving. And it's like, that's not true. Your twenties are just like, do your best and right. like, you know, just try not to cry every day and that's a win. And that's what I love so much about both New York and LA because I feel like a lot of other states are so pigeonholed to like 25, are you married? Do you have those kids yet? And yeah. you know, you actually online the other day, you were like, yeah, I do have some, some friends that have kids and it doesn't make us not friends. We just have differences. Totally. And I, I get that question a lot and it breaks my heart because people are like, I feel like I can't relate to my friends because I'm single yeah. and they're married or, you know, they have a kid or I have a kid and they don't and it's like you know it you really have to accept that f you're going to be in a different place in your life 
to your friends. And I think for sure. I think it's because when when you're growing up, like you do everything together until you graduate college, right? Every year is like, okay, we're graduating high school together. We're all going yes. to college. Like all of the milestones are super on track and together. And then all of a sudden you enter the world like freshman year of real life. And it's like, oh, this guy's moving here and your friend is moving here. And all of a sudden someone gets married and everybody's just scattered everywhere. And it feels like, am I ahead? Am I behind? Am I going in the wrong direction? And that can be really scary. And I've been there, but the sooner you accept, like, I'm not at the same place as my friend, but I, I'm still here for her, the, the better. Speaking of friends, you went from, like, you know, zero to 100 very freaking fast online. Are your friends supportive of this? Or did have you had any, like, friend breakups? Because I feel like we've all kind of been there and, you know. You know, I think my friends are so happy that I found my yeah. thing. And they're so, they say to me, like, oh, you this is just you, but now the world can see it. So that's nice to see. Oh, they don't, really no one says nice like, way to put it. yeah. So, and I've been doing rich moms and, and doing this kind of thing online forever. And I mean, I, in, in Stanford in college, I was like president of my sorority. Like I've always loved that this kind of life. Like right. my guy friend was joking the other day. He was like, Tinks, you've honestly been in training to be an influencer I don't consider myself an influencer or whatever, but like he's he's like, you've been in training yeah. for this since Stanford. You were president of your sorority and now it's just you do it on a bigger scale. You just tell you're very protective over a big group of girls and and tell them to <laughs> yeah. drink margaritas. And I'm like, yes. well, yeah, in a way, this is just like being president of a really, really big global sorority. That keeps so. growing and growing every single fucking <laughs> yeah, day. Exactly. Without the weird songs and rituals. So yeah, it's nice. They're so supportive. And and weirdly enough, some of my friends who are in the most different place to me, like my friends who do have kids are the ones who like are the cheering the loudest. They're love like, that. they love it. They're like, I'm sitting here with the baby. Like, tell me about this weekend. Like, what party did you go to? What's going on in your life? And it's like, when you stop worrying about being ahead or behind or comparing, again, my big thing for anybody who watches me is like comparison is the thief of joy. And you just relate to someone on a human level. Like, it doesn't matter. They're not judging me for going out. I'm not being like, oh, I can't relate to you because you have a baby. I'm like, what can we bond over? We're both tired. <laughs> totally. And I think that's why you are growing so fast. And you have yeah. grown so fast because you're so relatable, um, especially your Q&As. I literally go on Instagram. You probably see me. It's like two minutes ago you like posted. I'm like, it's I, like Katie Austin was watching Oh, story. my gosh. I love doing Q&As. <laughs> I love because them too. Because it's just like, I, it's really hard to, I, I, you know, I love when people ask me for advice, but the DM to sort through it is really hard and you lose the conversations. Yeah. And I absolutely love the Q&As, not only because it's easy to literally, uh, you know, read people's questions, but also because I feel like I can cover so much ground and I'm like, either I'm tagging a jewelry brand or I'm giving someone boy advice yes. or I'm like linking to a song that I love. Like it's truly a little bit of everything. And I think that is my brand is like, it is a little bit of everything. So it's um, you. So it's authentically yeah. you. So yeah, I love my those. favorite is the dating advice. The dating advice. And I'm like yeah. happily in a relationship and I'm like reading these people's stories and it's like, should you go after the guy if? And I'm always like, no. No. Like we don't chase boys. They chase us. And and it's just like, it's crazy. Some of the things that, that people ask, but I love, I love to tell them. And sometimes it does take someone who's like a little bit older than you to, to just say like, no, don't do that. True. Like don't text first. You don't need to do that to just stick in your mind and be like, oh, okay. This makes total sense. Okay. So speaking of, I actually kind of created a segment for us because I love your Q and A so freaking much. And my favorite part about them are, are the dating ones. Again, happily in a relationship, but <laughs> I call this uh, situation. Situationship scenarios.
I cakes. love it. Okay, great. Because you're so good at these, and I just wanted to give okay. you some on the fly to see your first initial okay, reaction. And that. if you guys are not familiar with situationship, it's basically like a TikTok term where you're not in a relationship mm-hmm. yet. You're kind of dating. Okay, so you had a great date over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday now, and you haven't heard from him. What do you do? You hold a funeral for him, so just go and get some <laughs> nice flowers and maybe invite a friend over and just lay him to rest because if he hasn't texted you from the weekend, from Saturday, and it's Wednesday, he's dead to us, and that's okay, you know, that. because there's another another brat or chat right around the corner. So do you agree with the term, if he wanted to, he would? Mainly, yes. Yes, okay. I do. Yeah. Unless there's, like, crazy, crazy circumstances, there's always a 1%. Yeah, if he wanted to, he would. Like, unless, and girls are always like, oh, like, you know, he's not good at texting. That's that's a lie. Not getting at texting is such a lie. If unless he's literally a heart surgeon and he's in surgery, <laughs> yeah, he can find you text because every girl has been on the other end where yes. you know they they have a guy and he he will find any way to text you. He will find any way to be with you. You know when a guy likes you at the end of the day. You just do. Yeah, and you have to read those vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you like this guy. You start t- talking and you realize that one of your best friends actually slept with him last year. Do you still pursue it? You ask your friend. You, you kind of find a way to float it to your friend. Well, actually, no. I would say, depending on how much you like the guy, if you really like him, then I think it's fine. But I think you should still ask your friend and float it to her. For sure. And be like, what's the situation? Like, if she was burned by him, you need to tread really lightly. But if it was just like, you know, a random fling or whatever, then... Totally. Yeah. I don't know why, for me, even if my friend was like, totally go after it, it was like one or two time thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm not comfortable with that. I, I yeah. just don't see myself hooking up with one of someone that you, one yeah. of your friends has been with. Yeah, completely. And I, I agree with you, but everybody's different. I'm the same way. Like I mainly because I have such bizarre taste in men, but also because <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just would be like, Oh, it's a bit weird. I don't want to, that's not a vibe. So if it was one of, I would just never go for someone that one of my close friends has been with. You say bizarre taste in men. What, what exactly do you mean by that? Truly, if you <laughs> lined all the guys up that I've that I've dated or whatever, and and you said to someone, find a common thread, someone would be like, I have no so idea. So there's no type. No, it's honestly it's a vibe, which is such an annoying thing. But like I, the only thing I really like is nice arms. But that's like I could take or leave. It has they have to just have a really confident vibe. Now more Swag. than ever, I need someone who's gonna be like tanks. That's enough. You you know yeah. whatever because I'm kind of like you know I can push boundaries with like personal boundaries with someone and be like it's it's a lot right now so I need someone to be like that's enough and just kind of like you know yeah and the most important thing to me is there's two things banter I have to be bantering with someone like I go through life kind of laughing and joking and whatever even if you know something a situation is dire if I parked my car illegally I want to be laughing about it you know yes. what I mean. And the second thing is, I really don't like it when um, men or anyone takes themselves too seriously. You oh, can yeah. be ambitious. You cannot at you all. You can be hardworking. You can't take Have to be funny. I Have need a type of guy who will give me shit. And I know that sounds, That's gives off kind of weird, but no. like, I want a guy. <laughs> please take this the right way, to put me down a little bit. Keep me in my place. Thank you. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean sure. when I say tinks, that's enough, because I am the type who could literally, I'll, I'll go as long as you let me. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, I need a guy who's like, you, all right. That's and like at the same time, it has to be equally pumping, pumping you up. Yeah, they have loving to be your way. biggest cheerleader, but also the one who's like, tinks. Totally. To, when I'm in a relationship, I do love to always be texting my boyfriend or whatever, but like I really believe in having separate lives and like having Agreed. a lot of stuff going on so that you can miss each other and come back and be like, oh, like this is what I did today. This is what I thought yes. about, whatever, whatever. Like 
You don't need to be telling them everything. Or texting 24-7. I love a good FaceTime at like 8 p.m. after the a day. I love a FaceTime. Same. I love an out-of-the-blue FaceTime. When yes. a guy just like you're starting to talk to them and they randomly FaceTime you. Oh, my God. And also another <laughs> random shtick you didn't ask. This is my opinion. I love it. It annoys me when girls are like, oh, like I couldn't pick up because I like I didn't have makeup on. Like you can pick up. A hundred percent. And I, I got that question on Ask Me Anything the other day. She was like, this guy's tried me to like th- a couple times, but like I'm never prepared. And I'm oh like, my gosh. I'm like, just pick up, just be flirty, just be off the fly. Like yeah. it's fine. They, they don't, the thing is guys don't notice as like, they as literally don't notice they do. anything. They also, can't even notice like a cop on the, on the thing. Do you think that they're, they're going to notice, notice you no mascara if you have on? mascara on? Like, are you, no, like literally they don't even like remember to Also lighting can really help go in front of a window for a little bit. And also at the same time, like. That's why I have a ring light he, in my house. <laughs> Oh, he's like, calling? Ring Ooh, light. FaceTime Harry Styles, what? <laughs> Harry Styles has never FaceTimed me yet. <laughs> yeah, but he will. We're putting it into existence. I feel he like will. you put a lot of things into existence and it actually does come true. No, but it's actually scary. It's scary. Someone, I, my friend called me a witch this morning because he was like, what, you are, it's crazy. It's really weird, but yes, I, I, I want to actually, master manifest gosh, I want to get into so many things with you because I feel like you manifested your brand deals, but I have two more situationships mm-hmm. and oh, then we'll no, get into I, all I that. I love the game. Um, okay, so you've been talking to a guy for a month. Mm-hmm. Your family comes into town from out of town. Mm-hmm. Do you introduce him to them? Or is it too soon? Mm, no, I wouldn't. No, yeah. but they're only, they only come to town to like maybe once a year. I just wouldn't. A month is like so short. Yeah. But I'm also a person who, in some ways, it's easy for to get to know me. But like, for me to feel super, super close to someone takes yeah. quite a, a long time. Like, I'm a very familiar person, and it's also different with guys and girls. But it it does take me quite a long time to like really, really let someone let in. someone be super close to me. Do you think when you meet that person, it's going to be instantaneous? One hundred percent. Yeah, and everything in my life is like that. Yeah. I, and but like the point is, because I say this a lot, I'm like, when I know, I know. It happened with my job. It happened when I when I landed in California for Stanford. I was 19 years old. I lived in England my whole life, and I was like, I will never leave this state. And I was right. Like I, I left for New yeah. York for two years, but I knew that I wanted to live here. Like other things in my life, I I always know when I know. The point is. Because I think some people get disheartened if they're like that. They're like, oh, but then, like, where is it? Or, like, why don't I have my right. dream job or my dream partner? It's The point is to take solace in that and say, when I know, I'll know. Exactly. So in, I'm going to have a lot of fun in the meantime. That is what I tell every single one of my fucking friends. Yeah. Because they all get so sad because um, uh, I'm the oldest in my friend group, 27. All my friends are, like, 26. And mm-hmm. they're still single. And they're literally, like, harping on the fact that they're 26 and single. And I'm like, dude, first off. 26 is so young, it hurts my heart. You're a fetus at 26. Literally so young. I, like, didn't even have a passport. And I'm just kidding. I did. But, like, (laughs) I, I, like, literally, what the hell? 26 is, like, a child bride. They're from the South. Okay, So it it makes a little bit more sense. But at the same time, like, you never know when you're going to walk into a coffee shop and meet that person. Mm -hmm. And so why not live it up? I was single for two and a half years before I met my boyfriend. And thank God I did everything I wanted to do and lived it up to the fullest. Totally. And, And on that point, like, I always tell girls... Imagine a year from now you're engaged. You meet your guy, you're engaged. Like, how do you want to have spent today? Like, how do you want to have spent the time? Like, say say I literally hand you a card and it says, you're going to be engaged the minute your dreams in a year. How do you want to live today? Having a 
riot. Why does that scare me? You just said a year from today engaged, and I'm literally like, I can't, ever, I can't do that. Like, no, 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 well, no. I mean, you're preaching the converted <laughs> over here. I like literally have worse Peter Pan syndrome than half the dudes in this town. But, <laughs> but I say that to girls because they're like, oh no, no, and I'm just yeah. like, just imagine because it, to your point, you never know. You never know. So you could be engaged in a year. You could be engaged in six months. So just. Have fun in the meantime. People people be oriented. Completely much. agree. We're on our last situationship uh, scenario right here. You guys have been talking for a few months. You introduce them to your friends, but your friends can't stand him. What do you do? I had a boyfriend that all my friends hated, and rightly so. 100%. And I, I mean, I'm stealing your thunder right here, but I always think your friends and family know. They know. They they genuinely know. They They, they want the best for you in a way, in a deep way. There is no... They don't have any ulterior motives. 100%. And so it's like, if your friends and family have something to say, they say it because they're scared for you. They would never try to cause you harm. And I think people forget, people forget that. I forgot that. I, I dated this guy for two years. He was literally awful. From the beginning, <laughs> from the first time my mom met him, she was like, I just don't like him. Like, I just, he, I don't think he's a good person. Like, I don't think that he, like, loves you for you. My friends hated him. I started losing friends. But, like, sometimes you just get stuck. And that sucks. Totally. But it's like... Your friends and family always want the best for you. They always want you to be happy. And they know you so well, they unlike do. any other person. And sometimes it's really hard, though, when you're in that relationship to trust your friends and family because you're blinded yeah, by love you and you're are. young. Yeah, and you, and you just get so stuck in it. You just get to a point where you're like, you have put so much time into something that you're like, well, I can't like leave now. I need to like prove them right or like two years whatever. It's so been long. two years. And it's like another phrase, I literally live by mantras. One of my mantras is, it's not too late and you are not too old. So it's like, you it's a sunk cost. Like you can't just say, oh, well, it's been two years. So now I might as well just marry this douchebag. It's like, yeah. no, then cut the ties, go get a new haircut and go to Mexico for a week and get yeah. a tan, get your groove back and you'll be fine. Drink like, some margaritas. Drink some margaritas <laughs> and you'll be totally fine. Like can't be getting stuck. I completely agree. Okay, so on the note of dating, we kind of see your dating life online, yes. um, which is must not be kind of it's kind of it's, it's all fully out, out there. there. Yeah. It is fully out there. I had it, honestly a nightmare about it this past week because I'm seeing a new guy, kind of, and it's like his and you talk about it. His entire friend group like knows it's me. Like his ex <laughs> follows me. I'm just like, oh my god, what are we? Oh doing? shit, his ex follows you. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's my life at this point. Honestly, at this point, it's your career. Yeah. So. And it, as you all know, career, boys. Yeah. Like 100%. But I want to know how you meet these guys. Are you on the dating apps? Are you on Raya? So I am, but I, I just think Raya is the biggest, like, ego-fluffing exercise of it's all a time. It's a lookbook. It's totally. for fun. It's for bored when you're waiting in the waiting room before you go get your laser hair removal. Whatever. I <laughs> think that... You know, people also ask me, like, oh, how do you meet all these guys, whatever. You know, in the beginning of Love Actually, when the, or the end or whatever, when he's like, love actually is all around? No, but I'll watch it. Okay, so it's, it's like, for everybody who watches it, he's saying that he goes to the airport and he's like, if you just look around, there's love everywhere. There's people hugging, there's people holding hands, there's people, whatever. The point being, if you look for it, there's people everywhere. Like, unless you live in rural Nebraska in a, in a mining town with 80 people, in which case... Yeah, I'm sure the dating life is tough. There's boys everywhere. Just look around. And if you go out with an attitude, and I'm not trying to be preachy, but like... No, I love it. Preach. Because I've been there. I've been I've been like, there's no boys in, in like whatever. A little pity for yourself. Yeah. 100%. We all have. People can smell that energy. If you go into a bar thinking, there's no one for me here, let me tell you something. You will find no one. 
trust me, you will find no one. If you go out for a night with your friends and think, huh, you know what, I got a crazy feeling that we're going to meet someone tonight. And and also the other thing I say is don't always make it about yourself. Just if you're with your friends, be like, we're going to meet some new people tonight. Maybe yeah. I'll meet a guy. Maybe I'll meet a guy. You will find people because people can, your energy is infectious. Like you can see it before you even open your mouth. And so like you can't, if you have an attitude of I, there's no guys for me, you won't find one. Totally. To play devil's advocate here though, mm. I cannot stand when you go out looking for the guy. Mm. Like I, I have no. some friends that literally will not have a good time at girls night because there's no guys. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, no, dude, I understand it's really hard to be single, but that aggravates me No, so much. that's literally a, a, a criminal offense. Like you cannot be doing that. <laughs> the point is have an open heart to it and just like, you know, have that feeling of you could always meet someone. You never know. Don't look for guys ever. My friend told me this thing and it's really, really stuck in my head for a long time. She said, when girls put effort into themselves and their career, you immediately see results. When girls put effort into dating and looking for guys, it goes the opposite way. And it's so true. Like So true. It, you, 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 if As a so girl, true. the best thing you can do is go to the gym, drink your water, um, work hard in your career, be nice to your friends. Like anytime you have the urge to be like, ooh, like I really need a guy right now, do something nice for a friend. Pick up the phone and call an old friend. Go on a walk outside. Go on a hot girl walk. Blast some music. Make a playlist. <laughs> do something. Just do anything apart from look for a guy. Yes. Because that's like sad girl energy. Hot girl walk. Vaxxed and waxed. Yeah, vaxxed and waxed. Shot girl summer. Like, let's go, Let's baby. fucking do it. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of manifesting and kind of putting your dreams into existence, you started TikTok, what, May 2020? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which hasn't even been a year. Yeah. In Insane. Nuts. Actually, when this episode comes out, it might almost be exactly a year. Anniversary. So, um, and you have gotten a million followers on TikTok, uh, like 150K on Instagram, grown so fast. But I think the coolest part about you is how you've manifested your brand deals. You have manifested, or I, I don't even know, like put out there to your social media how much you love Spotify, Chipotle, mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. crazy global brands that now partner with you. Yeah, I feel so, so genuinely lucky for every brand that I work with. Really early on, I told my manager, well, before I even really knew what I was doing, I was kind of like, oh, these are my honest opinions about everything. And for me, I'm a person where if I love something, I absolutely love it. And if I don't like it, I really don't like it. I'm never like, I feel medium about that. Like it could be something (laughs) as, as stupid as like a coffee, but like if I love it, I'll drive an hour for a coffee. I don't care. If I love it, I need it. So... Very early on, all my followers were like, oh, you really love this and that. And and then I realized, like, this is this is what I have. I only have my integrity and, like, and they trust me. And so I told my manager, I really don't ever want to work with a brand that I haven't already mentioned organically. And he was like, would you like to make money? And I was like, Seth, I know we can do it. Like, yes. And he was like, you know what? We can do it because that's your brand is being authentic about it. So I just kept saying what I liked and I kept working hard and – I'm so lucky that those brands came. I think that most influencers would take the quick deals and take any money that came their way. But I think, you know, your entire 20s, you've had so many amazing jobs that kind of taught you the longevity of the career. Yeah. Which was probably really important. That's the thing as well. Is I, Again, I'm at a slight advantage because I worked in corporate America. I worked as a freelancer for a long time. I've worked in, in San Francisco, New York, L.A., like, I have a lot of experience that actually set me up for success coming into this world that I didn't, to our 
to bring it for full circle, our conversation before, all those random jobs, they all taught me things. They all taught 100%. me negotiations, how to send a professional email, mm-hmm. how to be uh, strategic with business. So it they did all add up to this. And so, yeah, it, it, it did help with all this because it made me think like, you know, when you first start out, it can be unbelievable to get those emails to be like, hey, could you mention this in a video and we'll give you this amount of money? At first, I was even like, whoa, this is a lot. But then I was like... I don't like this brand, so why would I mention that? And you can't be a sellout. And you I can't love that. Be. Yeah. So um, you have just recently partnered, and I think it's coming out soon, mm-hmm. with um, your favorite brand, almost in the world, and you have a new recipe or a bowl on their app. Chipotle. Chipotle. So by congratulating you, we got the Tinks Bowl. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Oh my god! I am. <gasps> I'm obsessed. I thought I smelled my favorite scent. I'm literally dying. This is very important. So my my sauce and my guac is separate, um, and you you must pour the green sauce on the guac and take the take and then dip each bite. It's so it's not even the ingredients. It's how you eat it. It's also how you eat it. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Can you explain what's in the bowl? Chicken, veggies. No beans, no rice, which people are always like have something to say about, but it's it's, your bowl. it's truly the best. And then you and also people are always like, Oh, how do you eat Chipotle without feeling like so tired after? And I'm like, because it's a really light bowl. Yeah. Right? So then it's you very healthy. You know, no dairy. We, we keep it dairy free around here. We don't we don't be having any cheese because that I am lactose intolerant. Um and it's healthy and it's light, and then you feel good. It's basically like a salad. It's, a salad. it's the best thing ever. Oh my god. I'm so proud so of you. Thank this isn't this is literally insane. Thank it's gonna be so nationwide. It's gonna be on the app on the 26th of April. It's gonna be the tanks. You all have to go get it. It will be. Oh my gosh. Oh. Another question I got on my Instagram because most of my followers don't live in Los Angeles, but yeah. they follow you and they see your smoothie from Air One. Yes. And they wanna know the ingredients in it. You probably said it, but. Of course. So it's almond milk is the base, ice, chia, unsweetened cacao, toffee, stevia. Banana and avocado, so it's vegan and gluten free. Avocado, so um, LA. Yeah, it's so it's so creamy. It, I always say it tastes like a chocolate cloud, Ooh. or like a really light, um, healthy chocolate milkshake. It's so good. It was really, honestly, a dream come true. I have loved Erwan since the first time that I stepped foot in it. It's it's actually a magical place, and you know I've made a lot of videos for them. Again, like back to the manifesting thing, I just loved it. So I talked about it a lot and a lot and a lot, and. Finally, they came to me and they were like, you got interviewed for the New York Times about um, Erwan. Like, yeah. what can we do to thank you? Like, you're you, promoting you're a partner them. or whatever. And I was like, all I want is a smoothie. <laughs> they were like, really? That's what you want? I was like, I just want a secret menu smoothie for a few months. And they were like, okay, we can do that. Um, and they're so sweet. So it's been really, really fun. And people do really like the smoothie, which is just, it's amazing. I tried to go get it. I went at 7.30 a.m. I drove there because I DM'd you and I told you I was going to get it. I drove at 7.30 and the freaking smoothie bar was closed. I, I was know, like, are you I kidding know, me? I know. They, they are, the tonic bar sometimes I does know. randomly close. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for that experience. I'm so grateful for Chipotle. I, I literally love Chipotle and they're such amazing team and amazing people. And I'm just, I'm really lucky to partner with them. So, so, so awesome. Yeah. It's really, truly insane. Um, what is, this is probably a kind of a, kind of a bigger, broader question and you can kind of go any way you want with this. What's the biggest thing you've learned from TikTok? Because obviously we learned so much from TikTok, whether mm. it's like mm. educational, it's funny, it's slang or whatever. What's the biggest takeaway for you? For me, it's that it's sounds so cheesy, but it's like, it's really cheesy. best to be 
to just come as you are and be yourself. And it's not about what you look like. It's really how you make people feel. And that is a message that I find harder to find on Instagram where I do feel like things are more about like, you know, how you present. TikTok really taught me. I mean, I, I started, to be honest, guys, like w in kind of a low place. I was like really lonely. My family's in England. I was It was in lockdown. And like I was just... I didn't have anything to lose. So I was like, I'm just going to be myself. And people accepted me for who I am, even if I looked, you know, disheveled or had a zit or like looked, you know, puffy or whatever. And it's about how you make people feel. It's not totally. about what you look like. And I admire that so much because coming from someone like me who's in the fitness industry. Yeah. I where mean, it's that's all really about tough. how you fucking look. Yeah. And I've been doing this for six years and I'm following my mom's footsteps to her own TV show for 25 right. years. And Your so mom looks so I, cute. I really want to meet her on all. I love lover. when you guys do videos together. She has like the best energy. She's always like that too. But she's basically like, uphold this brand, this mm -hmm. like family brand for mm -hmm. so long. And whenever I post something that's a little bit racy or a little bit like me, mm -hmm. I get her people mm -hmm. hating me. Mm -hmm. And I do get a lot of haters online. And so I admire you so much for that because I know how hard it is to just fully be, you know, open and yourself on there. Have you ever dealt with, you know, the backlash or haters or? Oh yeah. I mean, I got a lot of mean comments. Um, and it, it's always a struggle when, when you get a mean comment, because if you're having a bad day already, it can really rub you the wrong way and like whatever. Yes. But at the end of the day, you click on that, on the person who left the mean comment and it's like user <laughs> 7974 and it's like a confederate flag and like they're in their mom's basement and it's like, okay, well. They're always that too. And the other thing that I say is like, it's never another creator. It's never even ever someone who has put content out. It's someone who's faceless, who's a coward, who literally just wants to be mean because hurt yep. people hurt people. And it's like, it's never someone else who has the courage to put themselves out there because we're both creators. You or I, wouldn't, we would never, never put someone down. Never, ever. Even if we thought that their content was silly, even if we thought that, you know, we would never because we know how hard it is to put things out there. So you have to think about who it is, why they're saying it, and some days that's easier than others. Totally. Some days I uh, Twitter finger back, some days I just press block. <laughs> Sometimes I have a full on blown fight with them and my manager calls me and he says, please stop causing beef. And, you know, one time or another I have posted that my DMs on my story and then my small army of bad bitches comes together. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I've done it once. I did it maybe, once by maybe, accident. Maybe. I, didn't, I didn't even know like the power that the army held because I was like, wow, like I'm being bullied for this random thing. And my... My stands went so hard for me. They I was go like, after the I was like, I you. love you guys. We got to reel it in. But like, I literally love them. And and sometimes I'll go and I'll see them fighting with people in the comments for me. And I'm like, like you yes. guys, it's fine. It's no, but it energy. makes you feel good though. Makes like you, I'm oh, like, makes me feel hell amazing. yes, I'm you like, got yes, this. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay, so you've mentioned a lot of mantras throughout mm -hmm. this interview, mm -hmm. and I actually have a segment called mood boosting mantras. Love it. I know there's a bunch, mm -hmm. but if you were to choose one, or you could choose two if you want, what would be your mood-boosting mantra? So my main mantra that I always say is comparison is the thief of joy. But my second one, since you asked for a fun one, is it doesn't always make sense to people, but if you think about it long enough, it does. It's having fun is so fun. And by that I mean... <laughs> Those and, are so co contrasting. Literally. Too. And by that I mean, just have fun. Just, it's not that Live serious. Your life. Having fun is so fun, and... 
you just need to, you, it, you know, you can go deep and you can just say like, you have the power to make your life fun. You have the power to shift everything. Yes. Like yesterday I was talking about like how much I love car time and someone was like, people were like, what's car time? What's car time? I was like, oh, it literally just means driving the car, but it's a rebrand because yes. I'm like, Ooh, car time. And then I like get my iced tea. I get my coffee. I grab Livy. We get in the car. We're mobbing all over LA, screaming, blasting music and like having a silly time. And then then it's fun, but where some people are just like, oh, I have to drive, like, you know, all these places. Just rebrand it because having fun is so fun. I love you how you say rebrand it. Like, mm -hmm. kind of look at it in a different mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah. And rebrand is, like, so on brand with being an influencer. Yeah, yeah. It's literally, you just have to rebrand. It's not like, oh, I have to work out. It's like, I get to work out. Like, wow, I'm yes. healthy. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is something I get to do. And it's just, it, you feel so much better and, and then having fun is so fun. Yeah, and you choose your happiness. And 100%. I think that kind of goes off that, um, that mantra. Okay, our second segment is called No Filter. Mm. And... I do not have one anyway, but remove that fake one. In this segment, I'm going to ask you... Your worst ever dating story. Oh my god. Can I god. also just like eat this Chipotle and please try it eat while it. Please you're eat talking? It. Please because eat it. it's like staring me in the please eyes. Eat it. My worst dating story was a guy I met in the Hamptons when I was got, getting over a breakup. He like flew to San Francisco. I was living in San Francisco at the time and he flew to see me and we like. Wow. Because I, it was one of those situations where we like met when we were out and we were like, oh my God, we're in love, like whatever. So he flew two weeks later to see me and we got super wasted and we were at dinner and he was like, um, you don't have much in the tits department, do you? And literally, this is the second time I'm meeting this guy and we are both drunk. I'm 25 at this point, like literally so... What? young whatever and I'm drunk and I'm just like bawling tears we get in a huge screaming fight in the restaurant the restaurant's like you're a pig like all these people got involved it was like out of a movie it was out of a movie and he was trying to be funny like he thought he was Larry David and every guy thinks that they're Larry David you're not uh, yeah and obviously like I don't have big boobs so I was like super triggered by it and I was like yeah. oh, now I don't care at all I'm like I have funny. small boobs yeah. I love them now they're Tell chic the whatever <laughs> um, but at the time I was like I'm getting a boob job like oh my god he <laughs> yeah. hates me and he was like I'm really sorry I thought I was just trying to be funny so it was pretty dramatic but it makes a good story also you take things so differently when you're drunk like oh yeah <laughs> you like, sober and you're like, like oh. now if I if he said it to me when I was sober I'd be like well your dick's probably small yeah. like I don't know yeah. what to <laughs> wait was he you could say that 100% wait also was he staying with you in your apartment no Okay. And that's a tip that I will tell girls. Like, if you are really early on, like, really early on, and you go on a trip or you're, like, with a guy, like, it's okay to stay in separate rooms. Not because you shouldn't sleep with him or whatever, but it's, like, again, with that mystery thing, sometimes I think people are, like, oh, I met this guy last weekend, and now we're going away for a week, and it's, like, it's a lot. I actually have, I have that question. You go on a date with a guy, mm -hmm. and he doesn't live in L.A., mm -hmm. or he doesn't live in your city, and um, he asks you to fly out to visit him. Mm -hmm. Do you do it? If he gets the ticket. Okay, so you don't pay for your flight. Well, if I'm going to make the journey, then no. And also... Again, I'll be honest, like, I am a raging feminist. I went to an all-girls school my whole life, and then I was president of my sorority. Like, I would do anything for girls, but I do think that the guy should pay on the first few dates and pay for yes. the first and beginning date. Now, how that makes sense with my brand of feminism, I'm not totally ironed out on, but it's like, <laughs> it, I do think that. But it does make sense. And, well, it's like, if you're going to expect that girls have waxes and hair and nails and all this stuff, which actually is a point that one of my followers brought to me, because I'm really open with, like... I don't know everything. And as I said, I don't know how that 
works with my brand of feminism because I'm like, yeah, we're, we're completely equal. Like we are doing it for ourselves and all that stuff. But I expect the guy to be on the first date. And I don't totally get that. But one of my followers was like, no, I think it makes sense because of this. And I, and I do think it's a good point. Do you think that having a guy, because you said having hair, blah, 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 all these things, I feel like when a guy has a sister, it's just, it makes them more understanding of all these things. Completely. My brother just, he does pay for his girlfriend with more right. things. And it just like, that's just how it is or how we are. And he, he knows because she... Like, when his girlfriend is, like, going to get her nails done, he's like, oh, like, you know, he whatever. It's just he, because he grew up with me, who's, right, like, the exactly. most extreme sister. <laughs> exactly, but it's it like helps. Extreme sibling. It helps him be respectful to his girlfriend and two girls. Completely, completely. A really random question that I just thought of, because in the beginning of this, um, the interview, you kind of talked about so many different cities that you've lived mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so interesting, because for me, I've only lived in two places, and when I moved to L.A., I had my sister and my mm -hmm, family mm -hmm. come with me. Yeah. Any advice for people moving to a new city and how to really, you know, mm -hmm. figure out a new city and make friends in, in the city? I think my advice would be, I do get this question so much, and I think my advice would be accept that it's it's might be hard. I think that people, yes. you know, we are we have this montage. We always think about like the movie montage when like the girl moves to New York City with like her two suitcases and then like on the first day she meets the cute guy and like, <laughs> that's what we're told. Like moving to a new city is chaotic and really really stressful. Like every time I've moved to a new city, I've had a mental breakdown because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is so stressful, whatever. Accept that it's going to be hard. Accept that there's going to be a transition period. Like, you really don't know a new city, I hate to say it, a year. I, I completely I, I, I'm think I'm sorry. So. Like, it's, it's the truth. Like, you need to give a city yeah. a year because you need to have friends. You need to be comfortable with your living situation. You need to settle with your job. Yes. And you need to totally reorganize your life there. Maybe, you know, six to eight months if you're like, uh, if you move and you already have Put friends a lot of effort. or whatever, but it takes a year. And so if you get that in your head, you won't feel so strange when you are having difficulties. Like you'll, you know, you'll be easier on yourself. So that would be my advice is just say, you know, this might be hard, but I have a plan. I'm going to give it this amount of time to settle and then I'll make my decision whether I like it or not. And for me, if it makes anyone feel better moving to a new city, I didn't get uh, like accommodated to LA for three years, yeah. truly, because I was like 22 years old and first off, very like insecure. I'm becoming, being insecure in LA is so hard. And oh, so there's also a lot dark. of different cities yeah. and a lot of different friends and you're out of college. And so honestly, three years to love LA truly mm -hmm. and to truly understand it and find mm -hmm. my friend group. Mm -hmm. I think that's so right. give it time give for it sure. Time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last question. And then we'll wrap this interview up. Advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Stop waxing your eyebrows. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I would say, <laughs> again, comparison is a thief of joy. Like, at 20, I was just like, oh, like, looking at all these models still and just looking at my friends and saying, why don't I have that? And I should be doing this and I'm not good enough. And it's just like, just, you are right where you need to be. You are right where you need to be. Comparison is a thief of joy. Have fun. Stop waxing your eyebrows. Um. It's so funny because my mom's exact thing to me. My mom has never gotten mad at me literally ever in my entire life until I waxed my eyebrows and I heard a lecture from her for two hours. Yeah, no, because it's it's truly the only thing that you can't. And, and the other thing I'll say is just like, like have fun and if you find love, that's great. But just like, oh my God, invest in your female friendships because they are going to be the ones that literally are there for you. Men come and go and everybody will find a great partner, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you at the end of the day, there is nothing like girlfriends. God, I wish I could tell that to my 20 year old self. They have your back. 
They pick you up when you're a puddle yeah. on the floor. They they pick you up literally when you're in a random bar and you don't know you know what to do. They will literally come <laughs> yep. and drive and get you. They will fix the tag on your dress. They will tell you there's something in your teeth. They will tell you your boyfriend is a shithead. Invest in your female friendships. And even if you have a boyfriend, don't disappear because your friends will remember that. I think that is an amazing place to end because I think a lot of girls can relate to that too. Like, I, hope so. I definitely could have used that when I was 20 years old. So, Tinks, where can we find you and what do you have coming up? It's me, Tinks, on all social platforms. I'm unable to keep any secrets, so just follow me there and I will tell you as yes. they happen, literally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we love you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. You guys, seriously, make sure to follow her because her shit is so funny. She posts these Instagram stories that you will literally open Instagram for and obviously TikTok as well. So thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, we love you, and I'll see you guys for episode six.